Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why do I keep saying tonight, by the way? It's tomorrow night. This is Saturday Draft Live, not Sunday Draft Live. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, you're listening to Saturday Draft Live, the season is well underway and if anyone is down in London this weekend for all in, I hope you have a brilliant time, hopefully it's going to be a a great show with with all all the stars coming down, but we've got some scores to talk about before before we get into what's going to happen at the All-In pay-per-view, please check out uh, Central that came out uh, earlier in the week. It was an AEW All-In special that had Ross and Dave cover everything on there. So check out and listen to the, the ESSR breakdown of, of what's going to happen in, in the pay-per-view. But uh, unfortunately, I say unfortunately, probably fortunately, one of my hosts is working, Ryan Leach, and two two other ones, David and Stephen, they are away down to all in this weekend. So I've managed to bring in a special guest, a man that's not appeared on Saturday Draft Live for a while, a man that probably had the most interesting, best strategy in drafting in recent memory. Uh, Grant McRobbie, welcome, welcome to Saturday Draft Live. How are you, how you doing? Very good. It's a pleasure to be back on. And, you know, they're all going down the Wembley for all in, but I've got the claim. I was at the first one, so... Yeah, they need Sally. to go for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you're the original, you're the trendsetter, and he's just all uh, jumping at the bandwagon, you know. That's it, they, they're on that, but, you know, they've got all the, they've got the whole crowd going, the, the bully, Gary Kernahan, you know, it's probably going to make Alan cry in the train or something like that, they're probably going to be in Crime Watch by Monday. We're, we're uh, keeping it safe and clean up here. <laughs> exactly, you know, we'll just watch the stream, we'll just sit in the couch with a beer or something, you know, that's just, that's uh, easy, light work. That's it, well, Ryan, Ryan Dalglish working, well, part-timer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right, we'll, we'll move on, we'll kind of do our usual kind of breakthrough at the top three, and I'll just I'll lap, I'll lap two into one here, Grant, obviously, uh, Dominic Mysterio, your, your character got eight points this week, uh, you, you drafted him. Second, because you're second in rotation. We'll get more into how you drafted later on. But first, uh, for this week as well, we were Ripley on 12 points. Uh, I believe that was um, Elliot Cantor that, that, that took her. So, Judgment Day occupying both spots. It's, it was a theme that we kind of saw last season that the Judgment Day was kind of all over the place and started to ramp up the points. But I think this season more than ever, I wouldn't be surprised to see a member or even two members of the Judgment Day in the top three each week. Yeah, they're kind of... I think with the bloodline stuff kind of taking a slow burn approach at the moment, Judgment Days became their, their workhorse faction that they could just scatter to every band, brand possible and have representation. Aye, for sure. It's a, well, with Dom being an American champion, they did take a loss. Well, that's quite, you must feel quite happy at that as well. That Dom took a loss and still in the top three leagues for the amount of points they got. That, that, that was the gamble I thought with him. I was like, Dominic's in-ring record is either tons of tainted wins 
or when he gets forced to actually go alone, he usually loses, but it just pops up enough. The, the appearance points alone kind of cancel everything out. Absolutely, and I think we've got um, they were advertised all over on the on the initial uh, poster for payback, so they, they could make an appearance there. And all I think he'll be defending his uh, North American title probably at the next NXT pay per view. I think is it No Mercy that is. Uh, so it's, it, it could be plenty of points coming up. So I think getting second, if you couldn't get Rhea, I think Dominic was the absolutely the right one to take. So your yeah, yeah, your strategy worked well for you there. Got very lucky with that one. Absolute luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the man occupying second place uh, was drafted third by by Gary by Gary Kernan, and he's got uh, he's thirty points overall for the season with the captaincy on him, fifteen without, so second overall, nine points this week. Uh, Cody Rhodes, he obviously he, he was on SmackDown last night, uh, kind, of, kind of flown in to do the tributes for Bray Wyatt and and, and Terry Terry Funk. But uh, kind of on the on the drafting side of things, Cody being so high up should be a surprise. No, I don't, I don't think it's a big a big a big surprise there. Even though it kind of feels like Cody's lost a bit of the the spotlight. In a way, like when they brought him back, they had the big kind of focus, Cody Rhodes and the story that he couldn't finish and everything. Kind of feels like they're they're putting him on the back burner at the moment, keeping him there enough that people do remember he's there, but he's not taking the spotlight yet. I think they're going to wait until probably about Rumble season and build yeah. him back up again for Mania next year. I, that's the kind of, I, uh, it's, it's very evident that with what's going to happen at Payback, I got announced yesterday that he's going to be in the Grayson Waller effect. At payback, so it'll be a kind of pay per view appearance points there, but not really in a in a match, so to speak. Just kind of keeping his face in the line, like you know, involved. I'm sure maybe a wee feud with Grayson Waller down the line, just until we get to that Rumble season, as you said. But, but who knows? Either way, I think it's a, it's a great start for all three. The three that were in the top three this week are the the, the, the top three occupying the top ten of the season so far. He's got twenty with the captain. Cody's got fifteen. Dominic's got thirteen, Tiger Orange casting thirteen as well. So it's it's like it's a great start for the for the the, the three first rounders for certain. But we'll, can I take a look at the, the the big overall table for the week and follow James Player underscore one on Twitter, Callum Bennett on nineteen points, FTR so on on twenty points for for Ross McLeod, just one point above him. Uh, we'll see what happens at all in. With, with, with his team and, and what might happen with, it, with the titles and who knows we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to <laughs> but uh, up, just just off having five points ahead is the Dave Hockney better Wi-Fi fund with Scott McLeod but Dave Hockney himself <laughs> Hiddle's got 25 points in the West End Country Club Andy Mitchell took a big leap in the, on last night with everything that went down with the Glasgow University Cricket Club he's got 29 points uh, Ryan O'Gleach has got Barry Getty arms like spaghetti 30 points. Uh, Stephen Wilson with Doofenshmirtz, Steven Incorporated. <laughs> 31 and a half points. And then I'm just half a point ahead of Stephen with a million ways to fuck up the draft. Tom Brock has got Platypus. Perry the Platypus. On 34 points. Uh, Grant, you're one point ahead. You're sitting fourth in the table. Roll to draft. 35 points. Uh, you're very happy with, with, with how your team went down. So we will we'll talk about that later on. Uh, tied second. Is David Campbell and Gary Herton, Team Fisserat and Team Go to 43. And the, the one man band, Elliot Cantor, Masters League winner, a May Young Sung in 48 points. And we, and we just take a quick, quick look at Elliot's team. I'll say he did get the draft first. 
Ricochet's got zero points. Ronda Rousey's got zero points. Ron Breaker's <laughs> got two points. Braun Brooks has got two points. Chelsea Green's got six points. Weird that place got 38 points. So yes, it's very clear how, how Elliot's season will probably go uh, during all this. At least she's got a title match for the Kel Rodriguez coming up as well. So there'll be more Captain James points coming up. But then I want to see, just take a look at that table. Obviously, I think a lot of folk questioned how good a draft Elliot did at the start, but does it matter when you've got Ray that plays your captain? That's it, that's it. He's got a strong, strong start with Rhea Ripley. But at the end of the day, everyone else's teams, well, most people, people's other teams have got a bit more variety, a bit more bang for their buck in the long term. So he's, he's going hard fast, but could he peak too soon? It's probably the big question to ask there with him. Absolutely. We've just got to kind of keep on that, especially after the, after payback and what happens. I think it's been kind of well known that it's maybe not been the, Greatest of reigns for, for Rhea Ripley. She's not really defended the title as much as maybe what folk would have hoped for or had like a decent feud out of it. But maybe this will be the start of something with Raquel Rodriguez. We've got to wait to see. But we do also have the Listeners League, as, as always, they, they appear every season. Uh, if you want to get involved for next season, give one of us a message and, and we'll uh, add you into the group and you can see what it's all about. But uh, just quickly kind of going through the top five, we've got Ross Brady and Robert Shaw, Monday Night Shaw and Karrion Crossgo, both in 67 points. Martin Best would demand it now in 69 points. Stop JP, the count. <laughs> stop the count. <laughs> JP with Vince Touchway up on 70 points. And we've got first place with John Sly with Hurt Business-ish. Can I, Robert, Robert Shaw got 45 points this week. Pretty mental. John Sly, 43. Ross Brady got 42. Uh, kind of down at the bottom end, we've got a couple of folk on 20 points. We've got Dan Wood for the biggest team in wrestling draft history and Mike Angus with Mad Dog's quick picks on, on 20. So it's, it's not the not the best of starts for them. And Mike got 13 points this week and Dan got 15. So they're hoping for a better start. But if I quickly go on to uh, George Sly's team, which we'll is a quick look, uh, there's no no surprise. He's got Rhea Ripley as his captain in 38 points. Bobby Lashley with three points. <laughs> Street Profits in seven. Sarai on four. Orange Cast in 13. Rey Mysterio in six. And obviously Rhea Ripley is, was the kind of the, the, the go-to for most listeners. Like for like 18 people picked Rhea Ripley next with Street Profits of 13 folk. Uh, but Orange Cast is well, round five. Obviously I picked him for the main draft. But uh, he's defended his title twice. And it's uh, successfully. He's got a pay per view match uh, tomorrow night. Or like, tomorrow night. And then he's got Collision tonight. He's in a match as well. We saw how well he worked for David Campbell in round one last season. Grant Merritt points he's got. How foolish is it of everyone to let him slip to round five? I think that's just a, a mad, mad decision that people will end up regretting. You know, and some of these people should really know better. Uh, I'm looking at Matt Smith. Logan Cole cost me the big one. He knows what it's like to play with the big boys. <laughs> he should be better. Bring him back. Bring him back. Bring him back. The memories. The memories are fresh. <laughs> but, but but Grant Ribble, the the, ne- the next segment. We do have the Listeners League Cup, but uh, unfortunately, when we can take a look at the at the table, um, a lot a lot of the kind of stuff is saying NA. Uh, I'm not sure if that's correct or not, I, I don't know if the, the, the points are working correctly but we'll, we'll leave it at a blank uh, 
we'll look at it next time when Stephen's able to kind of sort the, the Shia. I don't want to give a, an accurate analysis of what's happening there, but we'll cover it all in the next episode of Saturday Draft Live. But, uh, Grant, obviously you got a draft second, but you couldn't make the draft. Uh, and instead, usually when folk can't make the draft, they kind of provide a list of folk who they want to get, and then just by process of elimination, they kind of draft who they can. You two are slightly different approach. So before we kind of go through your team, talk through the strategy and what, what you did for the listeners. So the strategy came about from a, a TikTok series, which is a Roll for Sandwich, where this guy rolls his Dungeons and Dragons dice to decide the bread for his sandwich, the fillings for his sandwich, the sauce, the toppings, you name it. And I just thought, I usually draft with the heart. Sometimes I've tried drafting with the head. For an experiment, let's try draft using dice and leaving it entirely to chance. So I had... The way I done it was I had a six-sided dice. I split, I split both brands into three shows, NXT, Raw and SmackDown, and I split AEW into Dynamite, Collision, and Rampage. Splitting Rampage was a little bit harder, and I kind of looked at it being like, well, who's on Rampage, more regular sort of thing. And then essentially I would roll a dice, one, two, three, four, five, or six would come out. That would tell me what show I was putting on the list first. And then within those shows, I just made lists of 20 wrestlers per show, rolled a 20-sided dice, whatever number came out, that determined the order. It's such a, such a unique strategy that we've never never seen before. I love it. I love the idea of it. I think it's absolutely great. Uh, it's, it's such a different take on, on doing it. And obviously, as of, as of it, we're only a couple of weeks in, but you're, you're sitting in fourth position. I don't think doing that strategy... You would have thought maybe you'd have been so high up, but I guess when you've got to be second draft and you're either going to get Rhea or Dominic, I think, I think that's like kind of the way it worked out. That's it. Like, I got lucky with like the, the roles. Dominic was pretty strong. The rest of my team has perhaps not panned out exactly the way I wanted to, but there's still lots of potential within there. It just pretty much means that I've got a single bit of WWE and everything else is AEW. But with them having more, sh- with them having more shows now with Collision, there's still chances. You know, we never know what the effect of All In is going to be. So, at the moment, I'm kind of, I'm kind of slightly a juggernaut team, but I'm kind of hoping that long term, some of this might pan out. But at the end of the day, it's all luck, and that's what I love about it. It's great, it's great. So we do have All In this week. I think it's All Out next week as well which is quite quite mental two periods back to back so you could I, I could work out very well for some of your uh, AW picks but the, the roll of dice determined your team is Dominic Mysterio who's got 26 points Kenny Omega has got 2 points that was a good change after this weekend 2.0 with uh, 1 point Soraya with 4 points uh, the, the, the pelvic thrusting man himself Daniel Garcia with a point and Penelope Ford 1 point I think obviously Dominic Mysterio first we've kind of already spoke about how good a pick Dominic can be we'll kind of go through the rest Kenny Omega in second place as as a name in itself you're thinking this is class obviously we are only a couple of weeks in he's about two points could win his six man tag match tonight how, how do you feel getting Kenny in round two you were happy when that came up for you I was because I kind of looked at the, the way they were talking about the all-in and the odd cards. I was like, so Omega's got a six-man, which not a guarantee that he'll win. But it sounds like the build would be that he gets the six-man, then a, a singles match the week after. And I'm like, well, if he doesn't win one, I get the feeling he's going to win the other. 
So overall, it could still work out for me. And appearance points for Kenny as well is starting to pop up a little bit more again. So I'm kind of hoping that's going to pan out over the next couple of months. Uh, you'll, be, you'll be hoping so, be hoping so, but obviously you're kind of... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've got Soraya as well, who's in the, the, the four-way match tonight for the... Well, not tonight, tomorrow. I keep on thinking it's tonight, because it's like the WWE pay-per-views that always happen on the Saturday now. But uh, tomorrow night, Soraya's in the four-way match for the uh, AEW Women's World Championship. What's your... Do you think she'll win it? And regardless of if she wins it or not, fourth round, do you think she'll be a... Obviously, it's your second-highest points getter so far. Does that continue for you, or do you think she might kind of slow down a bit after these next couple of weeks? I reckon if she wins, it's going to be points, 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 points going forward. I reckon they're going to try and have her appear quite a bit. I wouldn't be surprised if they then do like she wins the title, then there's another women's title match a week down the line, it all out. Um, but there's also the danger there. Does Tony just do the really cheap thing of giving the hometown pop, putting the belt on her, and then a week later taking it back off her? Because Tony doesn't know how to book his women's division despite all the ridiculously good talent he's got. That's right. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. I think that we will see Soraya win the hometown pop and then somehow she loses it next week. So there'll be a match in Dynamite or something that'll book a match for all out and then she'll, she'll lose it there. I think it's just for the cheap hometown pop. I think that's exactly what we're, we're, we're going to get. But you do have two members that are... Uh, in the disp- from the disbanded Jericho Appreciation Society now with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia they've got a point each and they were pretty vacant this week over in AEW obviously Jericho had his match against Bill Osprey this weekend I think we'll probably see the Jericho Appreciation Society may reband or reform in some way at least the storyline continues so I think there, there could be some hope that you might get some more points out of this especially like Daniel Garcia is kind of a good uh, uh, someone that kind of wrestles with it uh, on like kind of collision and rampage as well. So, like, there's potential, there's hope that there could be more points coming away with them too. Yeah, because the way I the way I when when they put on my list, I was like, well, the, the whole Jericho Appreciation Society disbanding thing that that should be a big storyline. Is like, and they've kind of just disappeared while Jericho does his thing with Osprey, and I'm like, right, where are they? Like, like Tony's really bad for this whole. He could be having several stories at once there, but instead he kind of puts the other one, puts the book on the shelf and pulls out the other book rather than having multiple things out at once. And I feel that could that could hit, that could hit me short term. I'm hoping it's going to pick up pretty quickly afterwards. I just think AEW's put themselves in a really silly position by having two pay-per-views two weeks back-to-back. Aye, it's, it's an interesting one. I think one that you're maybe not so happy with your last round pick, uh, Penelope Ford. Obviously, he's got a point of now. I, I don't imagine you're, you're expecting much from Penelope going forward unless she does more stuff on collision with QTV. Yeah, that's um, not, not exactly the... It was really, really, really quite far down my list, but that is the way it has crumbled. 
I would like to think that she could appear more because again another woman who is a fantastic talent can put it out there in the ring and we've seen it with great matches before and Tony's just dropping the ball with these it's it's the problem with AEW it's very hard to get someone who is a consistent point scorer compared to WWE Ah, it's, it's very, it's very, very tough, especially in terms of the draft, the points that you could get and whatnot. It's, it's an interesting one. But we do have all in tonight. It's a eleven match card. There's two uh, matches in the pre-show. Ryan Douglas, very happy, I would assume, with um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who's I know has not been. Announced yet, but if you've read the spoilers, you do know that there's a singles match for the FTW Championship tonight, or tomorrow night against Hook. You'll be hoping some good stuff there. Uh, one, well, we'll kind of talk about the now, the MGF and Adam Cole story. So Scott drafted Adam Cole in first place, in first round, eight points to Scott. MGF went second round to Callum Bennett, eight points. They've got to the tag title match in the pre-show against Aussie Open for the Ring Honor World Tag Team titles. I suspect that there will be title points for both Callum and Scott in this match. I reckon that they the, the won the tag titles here. It's really... In a booking perspective, it's, it's brilliant because I don't have a clue where it's going to go. I The end goal, I think, is Adam Cole's going to turn NGF, but this tag title bit in the middle adds that different element and I think in terms of the draft it could work out really well for Callum and Scott I reckon they're both dropping points in the title match I don't think they're going to have Aussie Open drop it in front of the what is essential even though they're Australian but UK is pretty much their hometown for for wrestling that's where the Aussie Open got together it's where they proved themselves as a tag team and I think if Tony Litz MGF and Adam Cole win the Ring of Honor tag team belts only to then have a turn situation later on and essentially invalidate those belts he's really shooting himself in the foot there so that's an interesting one I think that kind of also shows the beauty of the storyline it's like it's it's hard to tell where it's going to go because there is so many ways and nobody can predict what that crack nut Tony's going to do you know it's a it's an, it's an interesting one but they do face each other in the main event for the world title does Scott get more title points here? I think so. Yeah, I'd, I'd say if I'm saying if I'm thinking anyone's going to pull off, I'm I'm going with Scott, and I think we are going to get one of the best double turns in wrestling, which is a rare thing to see. Uh, it'll be it'll be it'll be really good. It'll be good, to, especially the last few months of MGF being a a baby fest before the bidding war of twenty twenty four. You know, I'll be I'll be good to see. But can I quickly going through like everyone's teams? Dave's got Hikara Shida tonight uh, going in for the women's title belt. See, Callum Bennett has MGF and Britt Baker. Uh, Tom Brock has John Moxley and Tory Storm in for for all in tonight. Uh, unfortunately Andy doesn't have anyone Ross has got FTR to defend the belts against the Young Bucks an interesting one given recent news of what's happening with, with, with FTR in Cash Wheeler uh, I reckon the safe option is for them to lose the belts and wait and see what happens with the, the kind of the police situation back in the States but I, re- I reckon that's the way it goes doing that as well Grant 
yeah, yeah, I think this. I think the FTR situation. It's let, let's be honest with America and their things with convictions and stuff like that. Did all the DUIs stop the Usos from keeping the, keeping the belts all that time? That's true. So this is like the the, the, like the the charge that he's got, which hasn't even been. I think they're only charged him. It's not officially. It's not been convicted or anything, but it's pretty much the lowest level of felony that he's got. So it, it's one of those things that sounds like it's media blown out of proportion. He'll probably get a slap in the wrist. Uh, mate, well, I will wait. Wait and see what comes from that. And also, Elliot Catter has no one on tonight. Yourself, you've got Kenny Omega and Soraya. will be hoping for two wins there. Gary Kerrigan's got Malachi Black defending the trio's titles uh, against the acclaimed. Myself, I've got Orange Cassidy in the Stadium Stampede match. Stephen has uh, CM Punk in the, the real world title match tonight, but we've decided that the real world title does not count as a title in AW, so it's just match points for Stephen there, maybe checking himself in, in, the, in, the, in the teeth there after seeing that. Ryan does have the newly introduced FW title to the draft, counting as a real belt, with Jungle Boy defending against Hook. We'll see how that goes, and uh, David Campbell has the acclaimed uh, in that trio's title match tonight, we're hoping to beat. House of Black we'll see what happens but uh, the, car, the, the the way the draft table goes it could certainly take, a, take turns and twists of who will be leading after all one weekend I think that I think the potential for, for top scorers obviously I don't know I think it could be very mixed in, in top scorers tonight but I think that yourself Grant I think you could be one of the best scorers tonight if Kenny Miller gets the win, and I think Soraya's going to get the... Why do I keep saying tonight, by the way? It's tomorrow night. This is Saturday draft live, not Sunday draft live. <laughs> but I, but I think, you've got I think you're right there. It's not just this week. It's the fact that all the good points from this week could be completely invalidated next week, depending on how Tony's got this all-out card planned as well. So it's this could be a big seesaw moment where like the table can flip one way to the other, then back in literally seven days. <laughs> Aye. It's mental. But we'll, but we'll leave it there. Obviously, we'll come back to Saturday Draft Live next week and we'll go through all the scores of what happened in All In and then we'll look to see what comes from All Out as well. But uh, Grant, thank you very much for coming on the, on the show today. It's very, very appreciated. It's been a pleasure to be on here. But not being on here for, I think it's been about three or four seasons since I've actually been on here despite drafting constantly. It's became a long time, but I'm glad, glad to see you on. Uh, I've been Jack Graham. You can catch the Eat Sleep Sleep Rex Retweet on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We've got our website, Each Sleep Sleep Fetch Retweet. Check the full back catalogue. And yeah, just thanks for listening. Hope you all enjoy All In this weekend if you are getting to go. If not, if you're watching at home, hope you can get to enjoy a show watching it at a reasonable hour. You know, I'm really looking forward to that the most, I think. But uh, yeah, have a good time, everyone. And let us know how we get on at All In. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.